When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lord Almighty, I feel my temperature rising mm-hmm. Football fever is burning through to my soul yeah. Cats, 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 you're gonna set me on fire mm-hmm. My brain is flaming, but I know just where to go Yeah The bill will be a rockin' And Bosco for your talking Purple love Purple love Bosco boy Oh, just a hunk of hunk of purple love And just a hunk of hunk of purple love Boom, the boys are back, and it's time for our weekly Q&A episode. I'm always pumped to do these. These are always a lot of fun after wins. Before we do, I think this is usually where I'm going to touch on where K-State is in the rankings. Again, you guys have heard me talk about the rankings I'm obviously a hypocrite because I like talking about when K-State is a top 15 team. Uh, top 15 in both the coaches and uh, AP poll. Uh, gaining ground on LSU in both of those. Uh, but standing strong at 15. I don't know what it's going to take for us to jump. Um, you know, I you know maybe if you take care of business on the road at Missouri, you might see us catch up and hop over LSU. Uh, and gaining ground on Oregon, Utah, and Tennessee a little bit. Uh, we'll, we'll see We'll see what happens. Again, I think it's a lot of fun when your team's winning. I think it's a lot of fun to say you have a top 15 team. Other teams in the Big 12 and on the schedule receiving votes in the AP poll, which I think is better than the coaches poll, even though I think the coaches poll typically maybe likes us a little bit more. Texas all the way up to number four with their win over Oak or over uh, Alabama, excuse me. Oklahoma is now at 19. Future member of the conference, Colorado, going from receiving no votes to 18 in just two weeks. That is the Dion effect in full effect. Um, and, and that's really it. Um, not a ton of other teams in the Big 12 uh, in rankings. It is just Texas. K-State and Oklahoma, future members Utah and Colorado. Uh, Washington State, also shout out to them getting into the rankings as well. Um, KU and TCU coming in at unofficially 29 and 28th respectively. Uh, Oklahoma State receiving one vote. Cincinnati receiving three votes. Missouri over in the coaches poll receiving some votes as well. So it'll be interesting to see 
uh, how things go in the next couple weeks. I, I really think what what will be interesting is uh, if K State is able to start off four and zero, where things are going into that early bye week. Um, so yeah, if you're a poll watcher, those are some fun things uh, to keep an eye on. Um, lots of fun questions. Again, I, I think I think these are these are always more fun. All episodes are more fun after wins, uh, but the uh, Ask Bosco questions in season are so much more fun uh, after wins than losses. I I can tell you that we had some fun ones. Uh, let me make sure that I have all of them uh, locked and ready to go. Before we do, remember, we're sponsored by Manhattan Brewing Company. Whether you're getting it from your local liquor store or straight from the source, make sure you're drinking Manhattan Brewing Company on game day. You know that the Townie Wheat is the tailgate beer of the season. I absolutely cannot wait. I cannot wait. Honestly, that's like the thing about football season, especially when things are going well. It's like this big buildup and just waiting for the next Saturday. Every single week, it is just waiting to get to Saturday. I know you guys are in the same boat as I am, and I can't wait to get into Manhattan Brewing Company as well. Hey, make sure you guys are following them on Twitter. Make sure you're following them on Instagram. They're always tweeting out their fun beer releases and their event uh, schedules as well. Um, absolutely love them. I retweet almost all of them, uh, but they always have fun stuff going on, especially Sunday fun days. Uh, they have all sorts of fun stuff going on during the week as well. And again, if you're not going to be in Columbia, if you're not going to be watching the cats live on the road, I think Manhattan Brewing Company is the best spot to be on a Saturday. Shout out to my guy, Mark. Mark is bringing in the first question. Any concerns with the offensive line in the running game? Seem to struggle for a good portion of the game before um, before they seem to take over. Um, look, I talked about in the game review, I, I do have a little bit of concern with the offensive line in the running game. Um, I, I think that there were quite a few plays that uh, – Trayshawn Ward and DJ Giddens were struggling to pick up a yard, struggling to get back to the line of scrimmage. And I think, uh, I, and I don't think that was indicative of them running. I, I think that they both made the most out of the handful of opportunities they had to get out and stretch their legs. Um, I just don't think that they were given a lot of opportunities. Now, um, I said it, I, I, I think that until Christian Duffy is back, uh, ready to play. I think that Cooper Beebe needs to be playing right tackle. I understand how hard that is for him to go from left guard to right tackle and basically be doing that um, the entire time. But until Duffy is ready to take the bulk of snaps at right tackle, I think that's where Cooper Beebe needs to be practicing. Now, I think he's good enough. I think he's one of, if not the best interior offensive lineman in the nation. Um, So... It's not great to have to not only flip them from the interior to the outside, but also flip them on the other sides uh, of the ball, going from left to right, or yeah, from left to right, from guard to tackle. That's tough on anyone. But Cooper Beebe's the real deal. If anyone can do it, it's him. I think we need to do that. I think we look better when he's there. Uh, but I think ultimately getting. Christian Duffy back to as close to 100% as we can, especially uh, if it's by that Oklahoma State game. I think that is going to be imperative for this team to have a big season. Uh, from Cameron Hale, after two games, 
Who would you have as the starting wide receiver trio? That's from Cameron Hale. Shout out to Cameron. Um, so I think RJ Garcia. I think, I mean, honestly, I think Jaden Jackson and Philly Brooks. Look, I, I, I'm excited and I'm pumped. I'm super glad Keegan Johnson got out on the field on Tuesday. But I think, again, I, and, and I, I, I hate keep saying this because I sound like a broken record. I think the target needs to be make sure everyone is at their healthiest and be able to get back to your best of the best by the Oklahoma State game coming off of that bye week for that Friday night light tr- uh, tilt you know, in, uh, you know, that first, first Friday in October, I think that should be a thing. I think first Friday in October, K-State plays Oklahoma State. I want to see that become a thing. Uh, but I, I, I think that's where you need to be targeting for Keegan Johnson to be in that starting trio. I think that's where you need to be targeting for Christian Duffy to be back for Jake Clifton to be back. I think that is where you want things to be. Now it's not to say, obviously, uh, Keegan Johnson is playing. I want to see more of him than we saw on Saturday. I want to see that that snap count go up, uh, that target count go up versus Missouri. But I think until that Oklahoma State game, until you're coming off that bye, I think the trio should continue to be getting the bulk of the snaps. Philly Brooks, RJ Garcia, and Jaden Jackson. And then from there on, uh, coming out of the... Uh, that, that bye week, that might change. You might get Keegan Johnson in there. But for the time being, I'm going to keep, keep keep Keegan Johnson as that number four guy uh, for the time being. All right, uh, the next one. The next one from Cameron. Uh, what is one obscure takeaway you have from this game? Something that most people wouldn't have noticed. Huh. I mean, you know, on, on the, the positive side of things, I really think Damian Alalio, um when he was coming out there to spell Uso, I, and again, Uso. So I think watching the interior defensive line, I don't think hardly any regular football fan does that. And and look, you know, for the most part, those guys aren't making the tackles for the most part. Um, the ball is not, you know, going right at the middle. Um, so, you know, I, I'm not expecting people to watch it. But I think the Uso, I, I think Uso being a fan favorite, I think Uso being this massive dude with all that hair, um, I think some folks tend to kind of key in on him while he's playing. Uh, but when he's not out there, no one's no one's really paying attention. Attention, Damian Alalio, I thought, was winning his battles with uh, the center. I think Damian Alalio was doing a great job Pursuing the ball, I think he has a little bit of swagger. I think he has a little bit of trash talk in him, and I thought that he really kind of exemplified that uh, or on Saturday. So I think that's maybe where I would go. Um, I don't know how obscure that is. Again, I, I'm stupid. I, I use the first like five minutes to talk about this type of stuff, but I really like the new intro video. I, I uh, we didn't get to see it last week because they're honoring the Big Twelve champions. Um, I, I loved the amount of purple smoke and pyro for the team run out and all that type of stuff and uh, the flyover. I love the pomp and circumstance around uh, college football, and I do think K-State does it really well. Um, they need to do something different with Willie Wildcat. Um, I think it's so lame that he just comes out on a gator. Um, I've said what I, I want to see happen a few times, but uh, it is what it is. <laughs> uh, but... 
you know, I, I just think K-State does the pomp and circumstance really well. Uh, and I, I think last week was right there. So those are those are some uh, those are some things I I, I had to uh, you know some obscure stuff that I really noticed from last week. From Carl E. QB slash receiver timing and pass accuracy dot dot dot. Look again, I I don't know what he's trying to get at. Um, w- were there some bad passes? Yes, we we we. We talked about this. Um, I'm, I, I'm not. I, again, and and I fear that folks are thinking I'm, I'm being too easy on Will. I, I, I guess I'm just surprised because again, th- this came in at two thirty yesterday, so the game was over. I guess I'm just surprised that folks are really harping on that. I, I think that yeah, that there was some off timing. I think. Yes, there were some passes that Will wishes he could have back, but guys, look again. I, we, we, he, he, Will had three touchdown passes for 250 yards. I guess I, I'm just really surprised. Um, the more I get removed from it, and again, I asked for these right after the game, heat of the moment. I get it. I'm just surprised um, that that Carl E decided. Okay, like you know, I, I need to make a question about this. I, I think it was fine. I thought his accuracy was fine. I thought the timing with the receivers was fine. Um, was it perfect? No. But again, don't let perfect be the enemy of pretty damn good. So um, that's kind of where I am right there. Skeeter Skeeter, howdy Howderson. He says, on to Missouri now. Look, I agree. Um, first off, we're not on the team, so we can talk about whatever we want. But I do think that, hey, just like last year, this game versus Missouri you know, it's it, 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 it. This game versus Missouri, it could be the last one we ever play versus Missouri. You know, there's nothing on the schedule from here on out. It took a decade to play them again. Um, I don't know what the future of college football holds. This very well could be the last game K State ever plays Missouri in football. We got to win it. We need to win it. Not only for the momentum, not only for supremacy in the region. It could be bracking rights literally forever. I want to see them get put back on the schedule. I would love it if, uh, you know, from, you know, from every Power Five opening we have until the end of time, you only fill it with Nebraska, with Missouri, with Iowa. They're not going to do it, but it's not like we have a big history with Iowa. But keep it regional. Oklahoma, I I never want to play Arkansas again. Their fans are rabid weirdos literally have rabies but i i would love it if we got to play missouri nebraska iowa oklahoma for every single power five non-con from now until the end of time i love the fact that me and my college friends were all driving to columbia we're all congregating there from different corners and we're going to get to watch that game and hang out together i would love it if every single away non-con game it, it was drivable um but that's not the case so this this game versus missouri it could be bragging rights uh for literally ever and being able to say we won the final three the final one is big 12 teams and both games sweeping the non-con that would be absolutely mm-hmm. massive in my book i hope it happens and it should look uh, the early lines had it as K-State minus one up to K-State minus five. Um, K-State's going to be favorites. But again, it is a road game. 
at an SEC venue versus a defense with a handful of future pros on it. So it's going to be a tough one. I agree. On to Missouri, but guess what? We're on the team. What we talk about isn't going to affect that, uh, but we will have our Missouri preview episode dropping on Wednesday. From Paracat Ryan, shout out to Paracat Ryan, one of the handful of folks I'm texting during games. Uh, I love my group chats. I love chatting with some boneheads during the games. Uh, feel free to DM. Feel free to text. Um, I, you know, I try to do a good job of waiting until media timeouts to then put my nose in my phone and start texting back. But I love chatting with Paracat Ryan throughout the game. Uh, so his question this week is: most surprising unit, good or bad? Most impressive unit overall? Most surprising good? <sighs> I mean, I, I continue to be surprised by the, the defensive line. Now, I was high on the defensive line um, all offseason. You know, I thought Uso was going to do big things, and I thought the edge, all, all four edge guys were going to be something special. Um, but Khalid Duke, absolutely dominating. Uso dominating, Nate Matlack getting a sack, Toby O coming off the edge, which I know he's a linebacker hybrid. Um, but but I, I think I, I'm impressed positively with them. Um, second with the wide receivers. Honestly, no, 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 I take that back. I, I'm impressed with the wide receivers. I did not have nearly as high a level of, uh, of hope and optimism in the wide receivers coming into the season. And I think that they've really shown, uh, and I, and I think it comes down to Jaden Jackson having two big games. I think it comes down to Philly Brooks having a big game. RJ Garcia was unstoppable in game one, and now we're getting Keegan Johnson back. So I think I am most impressed so far, pleasantly surprised so far with the wide receivers. Um, Surprising bad has to go to the offensive line. Again, I don't think the offensive line is as bad as we all think because, again, I, I think you only really focus on your own offensive line. So I think that offensive line in, in all of all – I think – no, I, it is offensive line play and turnovers and free throws in college basketball. Those three things – I think fans focus on their own team so much. Every team thinks they turn the ball over more than any other team. They're the worst at free throws, and their offensive line is disappointing. Because you're not focusing, when you're just turning on a random college game, you're not focusing on other people's offensive lines. You're not watching for free throw percentages at other schools. Um, so every every team kind of is like, ah. But I am disappointed. I am disappointed. Again, I think this offensive line, especially when Duffy gets back, has the potential to be the best in the Big 12. We saw it, especially at the end of last year. I, I really think that we saw games where they purely dominated. They have not purely dominated dominated SEMO and they did not dominate Troy. Now SEMO is going to be an FCS playoff team. Uh, Troy could be a 10-win team again this season. I think they're going to be very good. But again, you would have liked to see a little bit more dominating, emphatic performances. So I would say uh, surprising bad for the offensive line. We'll go with the most impressive unit so far as the defensive line. So that's where I am. I will go to map next. Defense played pretty well, but any concerns on getting QB pressure? Are they holding back some of the things for later? Again, I disagree with this map. Uh, four uh, sacks. You had uh, another one uh, at the end of the second uh, quarter that was a forced fumble since the ball went beyond the line of scrimmage. It wasn't counted as a sack. Had a couple more QB pressures. Had nine total tackles for a loss. I'm not concerned about that as well. I thought the QB pressures were really good, actually. So uh, other folks might disagree, and that's fine. 
I'm not concerned at it at all. I think I would sign up for four sacks a game with an extra QB strip and nine total uh, tackles for losses every single game without question. College F-Ball 199. Any concerns heading into Mizzou? I feel good going into this, uh, but it'll be the first hostile environment we see. Um, would love to see Dorkowitz uh, for a second straight season. Would love to beat him or expose him. Uh, let's paint ugly ass Pharaoh Field purple. Concerns, yes. I <laughs> I think I think any game from here on out, I, except for maybe Houston, I'm going to have concerns. I, every single team, and Troy was the same way. Uh, Troy could have beat us. Um, if they would have had their A-plus game and if we would have had a D game, we would have lost. Troy's good enough. Mizzou is definitely good enough. Now, um, it will be the first away. Um, it is sold out. I think there's going to be plenty of purple, but I don't think it's going to be so much purple that it completely neutralizes the crowd. I do not think that's going to be the case. I think it's going to be a ruckus crowd. I think it's going to be a hostile crowd. I think this is going to be... Um, I mean, probably one of the more hostile environments. Um, I don't know how rowdy Texas is going to truly get. I mean, Texas Tech is going to be the most rowdy. Um, Oklahoma State's going to be right. So this is probably going to be number three, the third most ho- hostile crowd we see. Um, KU being four, I think Texas is going to be wine and cheese five. Um, but it is going to be hostile. But I, I, am confident. Like I think K State's gonna gonna win. I, I, I think when when I predict the game, I think I'm gonna have us winning by ten to fourteen points. I, I it's not gonna be a blowout like last year. I don't think it's gonna be as dominating as last year. Um, but I do think we win. I do think uh, we will feel relatively comfortable in the fourth quarter. Um, but there is reason for concern. Luther Burden might be the second or third best uh, wide receiver we play this season. Uh, Missouri has some legitimate future NFL guys on defense. Um, so we'll see. Um, we'll talk more about it as the week goes on. But there is a little concerned. Um, and I, I do think there's going to be plenty of purple. I don't think it's going to be painted purple. I don't think it's going to be 50-50 or anything like that. But I think there's going to probably be five to 6,000 K-State fans there. Maybe pushing 7,000. Uh, maybe you know 10 to 15% of the stadium. Again, it's not going to be... Something crazy. They're not going to take it over or anything like that. But there's going to be plenty of purple. All right. Before we get going again, I'll be rocking again. Spoiler alert. It is crew neck season. I'll be rocking a Charlie Hustle K-State purple crew neck into Columbia, Missouri, into Farrow Field. And I'm going to feel good doing it. Charlie Hustle is the best spot for officially licensed K-State gear. I promise you, whether it's a t-shirt, whether it's a hoodie, whether it's a crew neck, long long sleeve t-shirt, whatever it is, you're never going to have a more comfortable K-State shirt. You're never going to have a more stylish K-State shirt. Head over to charliehustle.com. Check out their officially licensed K-State stuff. And I promise you, it's going to be your new favorite item of K-State clothing. It's going to turn into your new lucky t-shirt, your new favorite crew neck. I promise you, it is the best. They also have all the great Kansas City icons, the iconic Casey Hart shirts and sweatshirts and the Arrowhead collection. Check out charliehustle.com today for yourself. And hey, it's never a bad time to give a loved one a gift. Get them something from Charlie Hustle. All right, uh, let's get back into the last handful of questions. We got two from Callie Mike. We'll go to College 
football 199 and then we'll end with howdy howderson Callie Mike, what were some of the worst takes and meltdowns by KSA fans on Twitter during the game? Look, I I don't want to shame people. Like, because look, I I tweeted, oh, we're in the danger zone when it was 14-10. And, and honestly, I stand by it, you know. Without that great, uh, you know, run by Will Howard, without that great uh, catch and run by Philly Brooks, you know, Troy, Troy was getting the ball, and there was a chance Troy was going to be getting the ball down only four coming out in the second half. Um, and again, I look, I get it. I get it. I, I try my best to actually avoid tweeting much during games these days to avoid finding myself in these situations. But the fact that we have some K-State fans saying that Will Howard is only average for 250 yards passing, three touchdowns, and two rushing touchdowns. Again, yes, he made a couple bad throws that he said that he wanted back. Yes, he tried to pump things into double coverage a couple times. But guess what? One of the best throws of the entire game, he threw into like double, triple coverage, and it came right down in the bucket to Jaden Jackson. Again, he has the arm talent. He has the confidence. He has the skill players. I mean, I, I get it. I don't want him to take risks when there's the layup there. Um, but we also all, not everyone, there are a lot of people who got super pissed at Adrian Martinez for not pushing the ball, for not taking some rests. Again, he's not perfect. He's I doubt he's going to truly have a perfect game this season. But the fact that, folks, even after the game, even when it was done, like in the moment, I get it. In the moment, I was frustrated with that interception too. But after the game, still trying to double down on it, eh, that, those are the ones that kind of get me a little bit. Those are the ones that kind of get me. Again, 250 yards, three passing touchdowns, two rushing touchdowns. Those are the ones that kind of get me a little bit. There's not there, there are not a ton of games where you see that sort of stat on that sort of performance from your quarterback. That's just me. Uh, but some folks are starting to call me, of all things, Will Howard Homer. Maybe, maybe I should just be called a, a quarterback homer. Because people got on me for being too much of a Skyler guy. Too much of an Adrian guy. Now too much of a Will Howard guy. Look, I, <laughs> maybe there's something about quarterbacks that, uh, that that I just decide to defend too much. But, you know, some folks just don't, don't like my takes when it comes to quarterbacks. Although, look, there, there are a lot of... There, there's still a lot more haters of me in the show uh, than I wish, but that's okay. I'm starting to get a little bit thicker skin. Not much. Not much. It still kind of bothers me sometimes. But I'm trying. Um, all right, Callie Mike. Uh, were you as excited for the uh, Fox Sports 1 uh, announcers to finally see Keegan Johnson, or as uh, the FS1 announcers to see Keegan Johnson on the field? Uh, they sucked. I rewatched the game, and uh, I, I will say this Fox Sports uh, app, uh, the replay of their games don't have commercials, so it's a lot easier to rewatch the games than the ones on ESPN. Because um, you get, I mean, you don't have to fast forward the commercials, they do it for you. The, the announcers were absolute garbage. The the time they went wild for it, it was actually the Jaden Jackson uh, dropping the bucket catch. Um, but I was pumped to see Keegan Johnson. I, I was like a little concerned when we didn't see him in the first half. 
Uh, but we saw him in the second half, and then Chris Kleiman, uh, you know, brought it up in his post game press conference, and it made sense. Hey, y- you don't want to get him hot, get him all warmed up, and then immediately sit for a half hour at halftime, and then uh, Troy starting with the ball. It all made total sense. So I don't, I don't have any issue with it. Um, but I was excited. Again, I, I want the buildup. I, I want kind of the ramp up for all the guys fighting injuries, either to get back in the case of uh, Jake Clifton, in the case of maybe even Christian Duffy. Uh, I want them back by the Oklahoma State game for the guys who are dealing with coming back from injuries, like Keegan Johnson, and even with Uso to a bit. But I think I think Uso's pretty much as close to 100% as you can get playing the game of football now. Um, so I want Keegan Johnson to kind of ramp up for that Oklahoma State game where, hey, he, he's going to be leading the wide receivers in snap count. I, I think that should be the ramp up. But I was pumped to see it. I was pumped just even seeing him out there in uh, warm-ups. I, I, I think he's going to be a stud. I think we saw it early in the game. He, he can be a playmaker. He's great with the ball in his hands. I, I, I really enjoyed that. Final two questions. Again, one final uh, shout-out to our sponsors, Manhattan Brewing Company. Get get a couple four packs. Uh, look, they have so many great beers that you can only get in the tap room. So get a couple pints. Get your favorites in a crowler to take home. Get some four packs to take tailgating. And definitely, when you're going on the road, if you're going to Columbia, Missouri, you better you better come with a cooler full of Manhattan Brewing Company beers so you can enjoy them. And of course. Charlie Hustle, it's crew neck season. I know I'm going to be rotating between all my K-State crew neck sweatshirts for the remainder of the football season. You know, it's going to start off, you know, crew neck in short weather, which is the best weather. We'll get into crew neck and uh, jean weather, chino weather, pant weather, whatever you want to call it. And then soon it's going to be uh, crew neck and coat weather. But the one constant is my Charlie Hustle crew necks. So check them out. Get a couple t-shirts, get a couple crewnecks, buy some for the family as well. College F-Ball 199, how many William Howard beer TD celebrations will we see at Mizzou on Saturday? Uh, look, I think I think Will Howard's going to be responsible for three or four touchdowns, whether rushing and passing combined next week. I like the beer celebration, sounds like Colin Klein doesn't. But I like it. I, I think it's funny to see a shotgun celebration. Here's a fun fact. Here is a Scott Wildcat fun fact. I have never shotgunned a beer. I've done beer bongs. I've chugged them straight out of the can. I've been in chug races. I've never shotgunned a beer. How's that for a fun fact? Uh, and the final question from Howdy Howderson. Um, and, and it's kind of a more macro Big 12 one. Seeing how well Cincy has played... Uh, is Houston the only of only of the four new uh, teams that will be competing with West Virginia for last place in the Big 12? Look, I think maybe Pitt just sucks. Um, we'll see. Houston's not good. I don't think West Virginia's any good. Um, I think UCF, despite struggling with Boise, I think they're going to be good enough. They're not going to be in that conversation. Um, let's see what BYU does uh, when they start playing teams that actually have a pulse. Um, They're at Arkansas next week. I think BYU, I mean, let's see what BYU does. And let's also kind of continue to see what Cincinnati does. That wasn't enough for me to be like, oh, yeah, Cincy, way better than we thought. Not there yet. Houston does suck, though.
Houston does suck. All right, well, that's all we have, folks. That was the Q&A. Uh, this is usually our shortest one of the week. Um, but I always do enjoy answering your guys' questions. We'll be back tomorrow with my preview of the Mizzou game. I can't wait. I cannot wait for Saturday where I will once again be able to be drinking the delicious Manhattan Brewing Company beer while wearing a Charlie Hustle crew neck sweatshirt. For Chauncey, the best dog in the world, we love you guys, and go Cats. Hail to the purple, hail to the white, wildcat in spirit, wildcat in fight, hail alma mater from sea to sea, onward forever, hail victory. Ba-dum, 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 ba-dum. Fight, UK State Wildcats for alma mater fight. Glory in the combat for the purple and the white. Faithful to our colors. We will ever be a fighting, ever fighting for a wildcat victory. Fight, 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 fight. UK State Wildcats for alma mater. Fight, 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 fight. Glory in the combat for the purple and the white. Faithful to our colors, we will ever be fighting, ever fighting for a wildcat victory. Go State! Podcast Network.